You're listening to nothing but the best of internet marketing talk, and you're listening to the David Conley Show. And here's your host, David Conley. Greetings, brothers and sisters from the planet Earth. You're listening to The David Connolly Show, coming at you from dcradionetwork.com. We are the people who like to talk about web development. We like to talk about, um, you know, web design, marketing, and internet marketing, and all that stuff. This is it. We are here, we are clear, and we are feeling good. Did you catch yesterday's show? Yesterday's show was about the web of awesomeness. That was the title. And you know something? After that was finished, I I hooked up with a few folks in the chat room. And I said, you know what, guys? I do believe that that's the best show I have ever put out. The one yesterday. I've been doing this for almost two years. I've been doing this for a long, long time and I'm very strict on myself, you know. Just on Monday there, the other day, I I put out a live show and it was here and recorded and everything. And when I played it back, I thought, man, I'm not really too happy with that. And I never uploaded it, you know. So I'm very strict on myself and I am a perfectionist. But yesterday's one, The title was The Web of Awesomeness. It was one of those rare occasions where I walked away thinking, man, that was really good, you know? So if you haven't checked out yesterday's show, I would encourage you to check that out. I tell you, quite frankly, it's probably much better than this one's going to be. But on the other hand, this is going to be a good show as well because there's some very cool stuff coming up here. Now, we have, uh, if you're on the uh, website, we have a live chat room rocking at dcradionetwork.com. When you go to the website, folks, you will either see uh, the chat room. Now, let me just, uh, let me just type something here. Uh, you'll either see the chat room or you'll see a big timer saying when the next show is going to be on. But I would encourage you to check that out. We have an archive section and you can search by topic and all of that stuff. So if you want to find out about, you know, uh, web development, there's a category there. If you want to learn about social media marketing, we've got a category for that. Category for starting up your own business. There's a category for productivity, category for web development. It's all there, and it's at dcradionetwork.com. Now, let me just check the site. I have a quick message in the chat room. Um, Says, uh, okay, Uh, he says uh, that he got in touch at the bottom of DC Radio Network, and then he found this chat. I wonder if that is Adam. Is that you, Adam, from Pennsylvania? Maybe not. I had a fabulous email came in from uh, a guy called uh, Adam uh, from Pennsylvania here. And he says, hey, David, just wanted you to know that we are listening here in Pennsylvania, United States, and that we love your program. And can you believe it, folks? He said we. Maybe there's a big team of them. 
Man, what a thought. Anyway, he says, I subscribe to probably 20 or so podcasts, and yours is always the first one I listen to. Well, thank you very much. He says, I'm a Codeigniter developer who does a number of small to medium uh, clients in my spare time, and I'm learning and growing over time. Your shows and the DC Radio Network are a real value to me. Thanks again, David. Well, thank you so much, Adam. I have to tell you, Adam, and I'm I'm going to be perfectly honest here. I'm not some celebrity. I have no idea who listens to this show. I mean, as I speak right now, it says that there's six people in the chat room, but I don't know, you know, I don't know who they are. Maybe they're not even real people. So I have no clue who listens or anything, and half the time I feel sometimes as if I'm talking to myself. So my self-esteem is very grateful. Thank you so much for that message. I do appreciate it. Thanks also to Dragon's Design. I'm sorry I don't have a name, but maybe that is his name, in which case it would be a very cool name. Dragon's Design in England gets in touch as well. And hello to you. Good to have you here. Um, anyway, let me carry on with the vibe. I'm talking about the 22 immutable laws of branding. In my opinion, this is the greatest book on the subject of marketing that I have ever read. What? Did he just say market? Yes, I just said marketing. And if there's any clever clogs out there, you'll know that the folks who wrote this book then released the laws of marketing afterwards. But I do believe the laws of branding came first. This is a book that will really, really help you to build websites that generate revenue. Now, the book is indeed, I should give the names of the authors and all of that stuff. The book we are talking about today, folks, The 22 Immutable Laws of Branding by Al Reese and Laura Reese. I do hope I've got their names right uh, in terms of pronunciation. I'm such a terrible reader, man, you know. But that's the vibe, The 22 Immutable Laws of Branding. Now, I, I'm not going to review the whole thing thing and give you the whole book. I mean, we're not plagiarizing here, okay? But I shall give you the Reader's Digest on this uh, book, and I'll tell you the vibe and, you know, run you through a few real-world examples, because this is amazing stuff. If you folks get this, man, you're going to be just fine. Do you know back in 2000 and 2008, I actually... Uh, did a seminar for some web designers. Now, I'm not even a web designer. Maybe it just shows you how overconfident I used to be. But I was basically just talking about the things in this book, you know, and those guys were loving this. So this is awesome stuff, okay? Now, the vibe of the book is basically, surprise, surprise, the 22 immutable laws of branding. Um, each chapter comes with a a nice logo at the top with some company like, you know, Coca-Cola or something. And then it will talk about the, the law, the law of branding and how that company used the law. So, for example, we have the law of expansion, the law of contraction. We have the law of publicity, the law of advertising, the law of the word, the law of credentials, the law of quality, the law of the category and the law of the name, the law of extensions, the law of fellowship, the law of the generic blah, 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 blah. 
I wonder if anyone's even following this. But here is the vibe. Someone's just asked, is it possible to Skype? Uh, yeah, we can Skype uh, later on. It's cool, you know. Just send me a, an ad request. It's DC Radio Network, all one word, all lowercase. I'm happy to talk on Skype. It's cool, you know. In fact, more than that, I'm on Skype just now, so I'll turn the volume up. And if you want to call in, just call. It's all cool. You can call live. It's that kind of vibe. Yesterday, we had our first ever heckler. It was really exciting. So maybe the heckler shall return. Who knows? That would be kind of entertaining. Um, but yeah, you can add me on Skype. Call in live. I appreciate the vibe. It's all cool, you know? All right. Uh, yeah, that's right. You heard a little Skype noise there. That was our resident IT expert, Paul. It is true. I had um, a heckler. Hold on, I'm just going to type this something in the chat room. I think he's struggling to hear me. Okay. So, I've just typed in my Skype ID. And anyone is welcome to call. You know, you can call. It's fine. It's okay. I wonder if he's going to call. A lot of people kind of say they'll call and then they just freak out, you know. Maybe it's a confidence thing. In any event, we'll continue with our awesome book review. And I don't mean the book review's awesome, I'm talking about the book here. So, um, I'm talking about the 22 Immutable Laws of Branding and there are a variety of different laws. Now, I'll run you past maybe two or three of these and I'll, I'll give you a rundown of how these work uh, and I'll tell you how they apply on the web. Now, the book is not for, you know, or at least it wasn't written for web designers or anything. Um, but all of this stuff is very, very applicable online and offline. This is really cool stuff coming at you here. So I'll give you an idea of how the law of expansion and the law of contraction work because they're both um, related. They're both related. Someone saying they're going to call just got, got to figure out how. Well, that could be exciting. It's quite easy. Listen, on Skype... There's, there's a button near the top right with a big, I think it's a plus sign, is that right? Oh, I don't know how you do it. Anyway, add me as a contact, okay? And then I'll add you back, and then you can hit the phone thing and it comes in. I don't know how it works either. <laughs> Google it, you know? Anyway, going to talk a little bit about the law of expansion and the law of contraction, if I can, uh, before the calls come in. If they do come in, that is. I don't know if I'm popular enough for calls, but here is the vibe, folks. The law of expansion simply says this, and I'm giving you the Reader's Digest version here, right? It's not from the book, it's just me here, okay? And the law of expansion says, the more stuff you do, the weaker your brand becomes. Can you handle that? The more stuff you do, the weaker your brand becomes. Now, I'll give you a concrete example of this, okay? Um, basically, we seem to have a few people in the room. That's kind of cool. Welcome, folks. Welcome, folks. Gee, this is a record. There's nine people. 
man, I'm going to have to start selling something on here. Anyway, <laughs> concrete example, right? The law of expansion. Now, are you, are you with me, people? Are you with me? Cool, here's the vibe. Back in 2004, I was doing some work for First Vehicle Leasing, you know, who are one of the biggest car leasing suppliers in Europe. And I had access uh, at the time, you know, I, I was working or they were working with lots of vehicle manufacturers, you know, working really closely. And uh, you would be amazed, actually. Do you know those people are all using PHP applications and stuff to run the businesses? It's insane, you know. You would be very surprised, let me tell you. But anyway, in any event, I had access to the sales figures for BMW and Mercedes. And I remember looking at these sales figures through the years. And folks, it was incredible. You don't hear about this on the news, you don't get to see it, but I have looked at the figures. Oh, here we go. Hey, how's it going? Hello? <laughs> Hello, is anyone there? I'm here. It's a little bit of a delay. i got to turn you off on the uh, webpage so that there's not so much feedback. No worries. Is that Adam from Pennsylvania? No, this is Cy in North Carolina. Oh, hey, how you doing? How you doing? There's another place that I could not point to within a radius of a thousand miles if you showed me a blank map of the world, you know? But it sounds kind of cool. What's, I get lost here myself. What's the weather like down there? Actually, it's a little wet today, but it's been uh, uh, like in the 70s and 80s, which is really nice. 70s Because it's 80s. been cold, and I, I, I don't like cold. Yeah, oh gee, well, you wouldn't last five minutes here, you know? Here it's just like, we have about 50 different names for cold and 100 different names for rain, you know? Anyway, thank you so much for getting in touch, man. This is You're actually the first person who has called in live. Can you believe it? Hey, I love being the first. Yeah. So what's been happening in your life? What's your focus on these days? Well, I work for a credit union in North Carolina, and I'm actually the web developer here. And we... I work with uh, PHP and have been primarily for about the last 10 to 12 years. And um, this is the first time for me to venture into the land of MVC. And I'm doing so by using uh, Code Igniter. Oh, and yes. I, fa I found out about the, um, oh, the, the extension so that I could actually have things more modulized. And yeah. so I'm really liking that because the site is a pretty big site and just like you had mentioned in your videos and such, I always feel like a large site could actually fall apart yeah. just with NBC alone. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So, so I would like to get I'd like to get your thoughts on the the way that I'm trying to uh, actually build this site. My I'm using the, uh, we have a back-end admin for the site because it is a financial institution, so we have all the rate changes and stuff like that. But each little page, each page is also going to have little widget areas where I can use uh, uh, dynamic data and whatnot. Yep. But the way that I'm loading the pages, I'm actually using just one controller and one method. And what happens is that the, the, it reads the page URI. 
yep. and then goes out to the database, finds a same uh, path for that URI, and gets the ID for the page that's registered that's that can appear on the site. Okay, and yeah. Okay, sorry. No, go on. I'm listening. You're all right. Okay, and so then the the page ID is basically the key thing here. You know, once I go out and I get that information, I get all the any metadata, any of that kind of stuff that's stored in the database that I want to be presented on the page okay. with the page. I get all that, and key to that is of course the page ID because then I can send the page ID to all these other things that are in the template so that it can fill up the. Uh, I don't know if you want to call them blocks. I call them blocks. Yeah, uh, but but each piece of these blocks is an individual module, and uh, so my biggest question had been, should I take, should I get all this data within the controller when I'm when I'm getting my template, for example, for the page, because the templates there's so many templates that can be assigned to to the page. Yeah, have to be assigned to the page actually. So the thing is, should I use that controller that uh, for the template to collect all the data and then pass it to the template, or should I take the template, um, just pass it like the page ID, and let the template itself then make the calls out to the individual module controllers? Okay, cool, cool. Well, um, I, I let me ask a question. How many templates does the site have? And in other words, how many different kinds of, I don't mean how many pages, I mean how many different kinds of pages, do you know what I'm saying? It, it, the way that I'm doing this is to, uh, making it pretty much limitless. Uh, when the designers do decide to create a template, I have to then, of course, go through and uh, write the pieces of it into the controller, and, and if there's anything special or anything that changes and the type of data comes back, you know, I'll just have to rewrite some of the model or the controller. But for the most part, um, these templates, uh, they, they can create as many as they want. Uh, they promised me that it's only going to be two or three, but, uh, you know, this, that's <laughs> right. the people talking about how they're only going to use so many of uh, a template usually changes to right. more templates than you can count. Okay, okay. Well, I'll tell you how I would handle that, but it's just me, and I'm sure there are millions who would disagree and they're probably queuing up right now to tell me that this uh, completely sucks. But I'll tell you how I would handle something like that, okay? The first thing is, um, you've probably heard me preaching about one table, one module. This is the absolute most important rule of the whole game. As long as you stick to that, then you're cool, okay? Now that hasn't come up, but it just cannot be stressed enough, you know? So, if there is a... If there is a database table called um, templates somewhere, for example, then I would like to see a module called templates that talks to that table. Does that make sense? Yes, that's exactly what I got. All right, that's cool, that's cool. So what you could do, and what I like to do myself, is I create a module called custom page, right? That's just... I mean, you can call it anything you want, but I would call mine custom page, okay? Okay? Yeah. And the custom page module would be the default controller. So you go into the, is it the roots file or the routes, which is part yeah. of the config vibe, 
Now, normally it defaults to welcome. Can you handle it? Normally yeah. it defaults to welcome. I would like you to change the default from welcome to custom page, okay? So now when someone goes to yourdomain.com forward slash about us, then it runs over to the custom page controller and it looks at the URL and all of that stuff from the custom page module, right? And what the custom page module does is it looks at the URL and based on what's the URL, it figures out what the content is from the database. Does that make sense? Pretty much sounds like what I'm doing. That's yeah. cool, that's cool. And then from the custom page thing, right? Now you've gathered up all the data. For example, meta tags, you probably just need page title, keywords, description. There are others, but those are the three ones, okay? You'll probably need page content, and you may potentially need something else, but you basically gather all your data up into an array, and then you call the template module from the custom page controller. And then the template module displays the page with the content. It's as easy as that. Now here's the vibe. When you're building your pages, presumably you have a table or perhaps on PHP my admin, um, make sure that you have a column called, I don't know, template name or page layout type or something. And in that column for each and every page, you must have it saying, you know, uh, about us, one call, you know, contact us, two call or something, and give them names that the template can uh, read and display. Does that make sense? Yes. So when I'm building a content management system, if it was like that, I would basically have a big button that says create a new page, and then there would be a big text area for the content, and there'd be a drop down that says page layout type, and they would just choose whatever layout they want, it would go into the database and all is well. That's the vibe. Does that help? Yeah, it, it, uh, you've actually kind of mimicked pretty much about what it is that I'm actually doing. Um, I, the only thing that's different here is that uh, right now I have the, the view uh, that is selected as the template for that, for the particular page, I have it actually doing all the individual calls to the modules instead of the controller because, for the most part, the controller has no idea what it needs. Only the view knows what it needs. Yep, yep. Um, well, I guess there's, you know, if you're using modules, you can do that. You can get away with it. And I'm, I'm not going to mess with that. But I think it's good practice to try and have the... Uh, views doing as little thinking as possible you know mm -hmm. the views should be just like you know the kind of real simple things you can call another module from a view that's fine you know but I wouldn't do anything too heavy on the PHP front on the view files we want them nice and simple nice and idiot proof you know and mm -hmm. um, if you go to YouTube and do a search for how to create a CMS with code igniter I have a video series there, and I think I'm on about video number six or seven just now. And uh, I, I walk through the entire system there. So if you check that out, it's on YouTube. 
uh, do a search for how to create a CMS with CodeIgniter, I actually just walk through the whole process and you can just copy that, you know, okay. if you want. Um, but it's cool, you know, I've actually sold those systems and uh, people like them, you know, so you can do that as well, you know. I sent you a comment on YouTube uh, for the video series that I saw yesterday. I think uh, you might uh, want to consider having a t-shirt made with uh, your face on it that says, oh, oh, gentlemen, oh, <laughs> <laughs> And I just got a kick out of that when you well, do that. Well, you know how that came about? I have a friend who's really, uh, I mean, he's a cool guy, but he's a real wholesome guy, you know? And he's, he's a religious guy, you know? And uh, I knew that a lot of religious folks were paranoid if you said, oh, Jesus, you know? And I didn't want to offend the guy, so as a habit, I found myself going, oh, Jiminy, you know? So that's me just trying to be politically correct when you hear that, you know? Anyway, uh, thank you very much indeed. It's been a pleasure and a privilege, man. And uh, have you joined the Insider Club, by the way? I'm getting ready to do that right now. Well, thank you very much. You should join it because I'm telling you right now, Everything we're talking about here is chicken pellets compared to what's coming up in the Insider Club. Uh, it's it's going to be cool. I'm absolutely sure of it. I think you're going to like that stuff. I think the guy in chat, AdSense, needs to join the club too. He'd probably be inside, get some insight on some things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. AdSense. Now, let me think a second. AdSense of the, those advert things. Do you know I had an email from AdSense two days ago saying that they, apparently they owe me some money and I have no idea where it's from or anything. Maybe there is something in AdSense, you know? Maybe that's something we should look at, you know? Anyway, he seems to be focusing on someone else just now, so... There well, we thank go. you very much for your help. I appreciate it. And uh, I just happened to look over and saw this thing and clicked on it and realized it was a live feed. I'm like, wow, I can talk to him now. So this is great. <laughs> I thank you. Thank you and appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You are the first ever caller. I feel like I should give you a prize. <laughs> uh, what have I got here? I've got a pen and some... Echinacea things to fight the cold and the flu. I can send you those if you want. <laughs> um, I have a whiteboard with a to-do list if you want. That would be you cool. Make, you ever make your way over to the States? Are you ever invited to speak anywhere? I've, I've never been to the States. I mean, I have never been. I would love to go. I would absolutely love to go, you know. Um, but I've never ever been. Can you believe it? It's, well, uh, well, if you ever do, you got a place to stay in North Carolina. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, and of course, same here. Uh, if you ever head here, and that's a serious statement. If anyone's ever in Scotland, let's hook up. We'll have a few laughs. We'll take the trip, and um, you know, buy some coffees or something. I don't know. All right. Thanks a lot, man. I'll catch you later. Thank you. Cheers, cheers, bye. All right, well, uh, wasn't he a very cool customer? What a class act he is. Anyway, um, that was really cool, man. I can't believe, you know, I've been doing this show for, gee, a long, long time. And uh, I've never had someone actually call in like that. I'm so pleased. I actually wasn't even going to do a show today, so I'm, I'm glad I did. Now, I'm getting people saying that I should throw this heckler out of the room here. Um, 
I don't even know how to, you know, and I'm not really that bothered. It doesn't bother me. Uh, <laughs> let me just see. Oh yeah, I've just clicked a thing that says flag this user. And apparently it says if enough people flag the user, then the character apparently gets thrown out. There you go. It doesn't matter though. Adds a bit of a little bit of atmosphere. You know, um, it's fine. We're all friends here, really. Uh, and you know, they do say that significance is one of the six basic human needs. So maybe there's something going on there, you know. Anyway, onwards and upwards, let's rock and roll. We're talking about the 22 Immutable Laws of Branding by Al and Laura Reese. I was talking about the law of expansion and the law of uh, contraction. So here is the vibe. 2004, I was doing some work for First Vehicle Leasing. Massive company, uh, making many millions online. Yes, I was the guy who built the site. Thank you very much indeed. And I had access to the sales figures for the different cars and what have you. Now, I'm talking about the European sales figures, sales across all of Europe. And it's interesting because all through the years, folks, BMW and Mercedes were neck and neck. Can you handle it? All, you know, pretty much since the dawn of history, BMW and Mercedes have been neck and neck. And as I was looking through these sales figures, something interesting happened. Now, I can't remember the exact year, but, oh gee, there was a year. It was actually when the A-Class was released and suddenly BMW started selling twice the amount of Mercedes in terms of just numbers of cars being sold. Interesting, eh? Now, it turns out that the actual, if I was more prepared, I'd have the date here, right? But here is the vibe. BMW has been synonymous with kind of luxury and, you know, cars that drive well and all of that stuff. Mercedes, same kind of vibe, you know. When people think of a Mercedes, they traditionally think of a big, luxurious car, you know. And that's the vibe. Now, back in the day, someone helped me with the date here, Mercedes came up with this incredible idea. They said... Do you know what, guys? People are babbling on about the environment and we need to be responsible and all that stuff. Let's make a small economical car. And instead of just doing the big luxurious cars like the E-Class and the S-Class, let's do this little tiny car and we'll call it the A-Class, okay? That was the vibe. Now... That was a terrible, terrible decision. Folks, this was a violation of the law of expansion. Oh, sorry. You can't violate the law of expansion. You know what I'm saying. Because remember, folks, the law says the more you expand, the more you broaden the focus, the weaker the brand gets, you see. So BMW kept doing the 5 Series and the 7 Series and all of that stuff. Mercedes went off in a different direction. They started doing small cars and it really damaged the brand. I, I actually saw the figures straight from the manufacturers. 
as soon as that move was made, Mercedes plummeted BMW through the roof. And I do believe that on, I think, 2006, more BMW 3 Series cars were sold than Vauxhall Astras. This stuff really, really has a dramatic effect. Now, let me give you the law of contraction, another one from the book, okay? I'm just giving you the Reader's Digest from the book. The law of contraction is the opposite of the law of expansion, folks. And it says the more you narrow the focus, the stronger a brand becomes. Now, let me give you an example of how this could play out. And I want you guys to think about how this could affect things in the web world, okay? When you're building websites and all of this, be mindful of the things you're hearing just now, okay? So, the more you narrow the focus, the, the uh, stronger the brand. Someone's saying, I know who the hacker is. <laughs> you know what? Be careful. Whatever you do, don't tell Paul who the hacker is. Because Paul is our resident security expert. Sorry, not the hacker, the heckler. Do not let Paul find out who the guy is because there's no telling what could happen, okay? It's all cool, just relax, everything's fine, you know? Um, anyway, <laughs> the, the, okay, <laughs> sorry, the law of, uh, I'm talking about the law of focus, right? Folks, from the dawn of history, there have been coffee shops all over the world, there have been, uh, you know, little shops where you can go in and you can buy tea and coffee. You can have some rolls and biscuits and crisps. You can have some little cakes. You can even have a nice hot meal. Go anywhere in the world and you can find places like this. They don't always get called coffee shops. Sometimes they get called cafes and stuff like that. You can handle the vibe. I'm sure you can. Now... One day, a company appeared on the scene called Starbucks, and they said, for the first time, we're not going to sell tea, we're not going to sell soup, and we're not going to sell, you know, chicken tikas, and we're not going to sell rolls, and we're not going to do all of that other stuff. They said, Starbucks, they said, we are just going to sell coffee, and you know what? We're going to refer to the coffee by the kind of traditional names. We're going to give them names. Instead of saying like a large, you'll say things like venti, you know. Instead of medium, you'll say things like, I don't know, grande or whatever the word may be. Starbucks started doing all of this. And they said, you know what, folks? To underline how much we love coffee, we're going to have like coffee beans on the counter and we're not going to even call it a black coffee man, we're going to call it an Americano. Can you handle the vibe? Now when Starbucks first appeared on the scene, guys like me were a bit um, confused at this and we felt a bit silly asking for these things. 200 years later, now we're all happy asking for tolls and ventis and Americanos and lattes and all of that stuff. It's perfectly normal, part of the vibe. Now, Starbucks 
uh, they used the law of focus. They refused to focus on all of that other stuff. They just focused on coffee. And then over the years, they ended up establishing themselves as the world's premier coffee shop. Can you handle the vibe? Now, the funny thing is, folks, I'm actually a bit of a coffee connoisseur, you know. I mean, I'm quite into my coffees and I can pretty much, you know, you could blindfold me, show me 10 coffees and say, find the Starbucks one. And I'm pretty sure I could get the Starbucks one, you know. And the funny thing is, in my opinion, Starbucks coffees aren't even that good. I actually think McDonald's coffees are better than Starbucks. I mean, if you really take the Pepsi challenge, McDonald's coffees are, in my opinion, better than Starbucks coffees. But you see, nobody's really bothering about that because Starbucks have narrowed the focus. And that's how Starbucks pretty much came about. Now, they have since broadened the focus and all of that. And the book talks about this. But you see, that's uh, that's not how they became successful. They used the law of focus. And folks, it's all in the 22 immutable laws of branding. I do hope that I haven't accidentally called it the 48 immutable laws of branding. Because one of my favourite books is the 48 laws of power. But we'll talk about that some other day. So that's the vibe with the laws. Now, the thing about this book is... It has tons of these laws. Like, quickly, another one is the law of colour, you know. So, the law of colour says, if there's someone in the market who is completely dominating with a particular colour, then you do not use the same colour. Ideally, you go to the opposite end of the spectrum, you know. And the book gives the example of cola, Coca-Cola and Pepsi. And how Pepsi has now veered towards blue, cola, Coca-Cola is of course red, you know. There's all sorts of things and folks, this can help you if you are in the business of designing websites, planning sites, marketing strategies and all that stuff. No more do you need to say, well I think the red looks nice, I think the blue looks nice and all of that stuff. Thanks to the 22 immutable laws of branding, you can choose colours based on tried and tested principles. Now, let me just see what's happening with my laptop. It's switched off. I have two laptops here, you know, folks. And one of them goes in a little bit of a huff if I don't give it a tenure. That's it back. Um, so, that's the vibe. Now, as I say, this is stuff that you guys can use. It's stuff that I've used. It really, really works. It really makes the difference. I can remember... Uh, back in 2000 and I believe it was 2005 or 2006, a guy asked me for advice and he owned a business called Frontier Leasing, which was another car leasing company. I've done lots of websites for the motor trade, you know. And he said to me, uh, you know, I'm selling vans as well as cars. Uh, and, you know, do you what, what do you think I should do? And I gave him the advice. I said, look, take the vans off of the car leasing site and build a separate website focusing on vans. So we're looking for two websites, one focusing on vans and keep the cars separate, you know. 
So that was how the vanwarehouse.com came about. Um, and, you know, he ended up at top of Google for the phrase van leasing, made many millions and all of that stuff. Um, I've no doubt if you ask him how it happened, he'd probably deny that because that's the way things go. But that's, take it from me, that's how that whole idea came about. And it's all from the book, you see. So folks, these are simple strategies that you can use for real websites. They will help you to make decisions about everything from color to the kind of logo you use to the fonts. Uh, it's all there. It is absolutely fantastic, Ola. And now I'm going to wrap this one up with my ultimate party piece. I'm going to actually do the last chapter of the book right now. I'm going to actually create a brand new chapter right now because I actually think that for us web people, there's not 22 laws. I actually think there's 23 and there's one that the folks missed out and I'm going to give you this one just now, okay? And uh, if the author happens to be listening, feel free to use this but be sure to send a check for several million to DC Radio Network. Folks, there's one other little law that I want to tell you about. And the reason I'm bringing, bringing this up is because I'm seeing a lot of people making this mistake with websites, okay? I shall call this law the law of expectation. Can you handle the vibe? The law of expectation. It's not on the book. It's only here. I'm giving you the extra content right now. I'm not even reading from notes, you know. And here's how the law of expectation works, okay? I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people, and it kind of worries me, you know. I'm seeing people coming up with really spectacular designs, really cool-looking websites with, you know, sometimes with fancy pictures and all sorts of things going on. And... Uh, the strange thing is, is that they're not having any luck because they're violating the law of expectation. Now, what the law of expectation says, and I am the, the inventor of this one, <laughs> um, what it basically says is when you're building a site for someone, you must meet the expectations of the visitor when they arrive on the site. Now, this has nothing to do with quality, folks. Here's what I'm talking about, okay? Let's suppose you're building a website for, oh gee, let's imagine for a lawyer's, for example, okay, for a law firm, right? You're building a website. Now, the vibe is people have an expectation when they visit a lawyer's website, an attorney for all you Americans, they have an expectation of something that's going to be very sober, kind of professional, kind of serious, maybe a little bit traditional. So the point is, you don't give them something that looks like the Coca-Cola website, you know, and all animations and colors and stuff. You must obey the law of expectation. Can you handle it? So if you're doing uh, any kind of website, you know, whether it be an online shop, uh, a, you know, a dating site, anything at all, you've got to obey the law of expectation. Now, dcradionetwork.com, for example, 
I'm not that crazy about the design, to be entirely honest. But you'll see that the designs are really dark colours. Really dark, it's a kind of dark blue-black, you know. And for some reason, these colours get used a lot on media sites, you know. Uh, these seem to be like the colours the colors of uh, associated with cinema and media and music and all of that stuff. So you'll see that the site's kind of dark. Now, if you look through any successful website, you'll see the law of expectation being applied. Now, this is big, folks. This is bigger than you think. I'll tell you a funny story, actually, before I go. Um, you know, in 2004, at the start of 2004, gee, a lot of things happened in 2004. But back at the start of 2004, I was doing contract work for a variety of different um, agencies, you know, I was kind of like the PHP prostitute, you know, and a company called Amiga Resources, I don't know if they're still going, but they gave me a shout and I headed over and I was in the office. Now, back then, folks, I had this really cool web design and it was for the website uh, that I was using at the time and basically it it, you know, it was this kind of dark red background and it was really minimalistic and it had um, it had one of those fluid designs which was really cool and it had hardly any text and it had a little funny logo. Now, for anyone in the Insider Club, I can send you a screenshot, okay? I think I've still got this. And it was an awesome looking site. I never designed it. I got someone else to design it and it looked really cool. And I remember in this agency, and I was literally in the office, and the managing director came up, she came over my shoulder and she said, she said, wow, she said, is that your design? And I said, yeah. And she said, an interesting question, she said, do you have that design copyrighted? And I just says, look, you know, I don't know anything about that stuff, I mean, I don't even know, I'm just the PHP guy, it's cool. Live like you want to live. And she hit the road and that was it. About one month later, <laughs> I visited the website of the agency. Now, folks of the chat room, folks of the Insider Club, I can show you the design I had and the design that they ended up coming up with. And I'm telling you right now, I have never seen such a blatant example of stealing someone's design in the history of my life. It was unbelievable. They took the layout, the color scheme, even the logo, even the font that I was using for the logo. Now, this was a long time ago and they've probably changed the design I and mean, who cares, right? We're not gonna focus on the negative. Now, funny thing is I can almost hear people say, well, did you sue? Did you go after them? Did you complain? Folks, I never said a thing. I never bothered. And it wasn't because I was a nice guy. It was because I knew that the design was rubbish. You see, the design may have looked good. I mean, it really did look good. I'd be glad to show you screenshots and stuff. Awesome looking design. But you see, folks, it violated the law of expectation. Nobody who goes to hire a web developer, expects to see this really minimalistic thing with pictures of 
you know, what did it have? It was like pictures of a crayon, you know, like a ship building thing and stuff. It was just this crazy design. And it looked nice, but it violated the law of expertise. Can you handle the vibe? And nobody who goes to an employment agency expects to see the same thing. So the point is this, folks. It doesn't really matter how good your design is or how bad you think it is. You must stay within the realms of the law of expectation. It is my own little comment. It's my additional chapter. And thank you very much indeed. Who else do you know who does book reviews and actually adds their own chapter to the end of the book? There you go. Anyway, thanks very much for being here. Uh, let me just see what's happening on the chat room. I have a couple of chat rooms, actually. Um, let me just check here. Is there anything happening in the main room? Uh, <laughs> Paul saying, PHP prostitute. I feel a new domain name registration coming on. That would be a really cool name, actually. That would be a really cool name. No doubt about that. The other chat room, let me just see what's happening. Yeah, folks, super successful. I have two chat rooms going here. Either that or else super disorganized. Take your pick. Um, what else is happening here? Someone saying you can't copyright an idea. Well, who cares? You know, we're not focusing on a negative here. Um, okay, someone's saying what time is it where I am? It is half past four. And that's, uh, we're basically on London time here, you know, GMT. I do believe it's the time capital of the universe, you know. All you other folks are like behind or in front, you know. But apart from London and I think Morocco, I think we're on the same timeline, you know. GMT, the one that Isaac Newton and all of those guys were into. That's, that's where I like to be. Um, okay. Well, I think uh, <laughs> I, th I think that'll do as what the day. I've I've now forgotten how to speak, so it's just as well. Anyway, this has been my book review. I hope you enjoyed it, folks. I think it's possibly the first book review I've I've actually put out as well here. So we had our first caller, and now the first book review. Thank you very much. Stay cool, stay safe, and may the force be with us all. Bye.